how do we learn how to behave in new situations? Huh. When we're presented with something that we've never seen before, how do we know how to respond to it? For example, if a child sees a new animal for the first time, how do they know whether to go and pet it or to run away? Well, That's a good question. the expression monkey see, monkey do might be more than just a fun saying. Is that right? In this episode of Psych Papers, we cover the Albert Bandura's Bobo doll experiment of aggression. Conducted in 1961, where he tested how much children imitate adults in the context of aggressive behaviors. In the second half of the episode, we'll discuss our own research we conducted on how much physical resemblance matters when it comes to positive role modeling of our favorite fictional characters. Hi. I'm your host, Chris. I have a PhD in psychology. Uh, this is my co-host, Joseph Taharan. And Hi. we are, together, we are bad content. Okay, so what was the actual study? 72 children, ages 3 to 6 uh, years old, from Stanford oh. Nursery School. I, I know, I know. What, what Whenever... year is this? <laughs> what year was, is this? Uh, 1961. So anything that starts off 72 children. <laughs> <laughs> this is already going to be a bad time for me. 72 children ages three to six years old from Stanford Nursery School. Half boys, half girls. They were split into three groups. Okay. Two out of those three groups watched a video of an adult stranger interacting with a Bobo doll. It looks pretty silly. It's a clown and a blow-up doll. It's like three feet tall. Is, and is it related to the anime Bobo 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 Bobo? No, I think it's Bobo the Clown. Like, Oh, okay. I think that was the clown's name. Children were split into three groups. Two of the groups saw a video of an adult stranger interacting with a Bobo doll. So group one, we'll call them the aggressive group. They saw a video of an, of an adult punching the Bobo doll repeatedly in the nose, hitting it with a <laughs> mallet, and throwing it up in the air to kick it across the room. Yeah. Okay. It's my it's like my therapy session. <laughs> yeah, it's getting some anger out. All the while, all the while the adult was verbally saying, Sock him in the nose. Pow, pow. Oh, he keeps coming back for more. And then finally, he sure is a tough fella while they're beating up the doll. <laughs> Wait, so he's pretending he's in a fight with this Bobo doll? Is that the whole yep. shtick? They're, they're beating up this Bobo doll. What day? There's more than one person beating up this oh, doll? Oh, sorry, sorry. No, it's one it's one adult in the, in the okay, video. Okay, the singular day. So it's a video of an adult in a room, and there's a bunch of toys in the room, but they're specifically beating up this like Bobo doll, which is a three-foot kind of inflated clown. Describing one man beat up a doll is already funny enough. But just to imagine several people beating up this song, <laughs> saying those phrases. Uh, put him up, put yeah. him up. He's putting up a fight, isn't he? <laughs> pow, obviously, pow. <laughs> obviously getting a beat down. This yeah. poor Bobo doll. All right, okay. so that was the aggressive group. Uh-huh. There was a, if you were a child in the non-aggressive group, the second group, you saw a video of an adult ignoring the Bobo doll, and they would play, just play with the other toys in the room. And then there was the third group, uh, which was the control group. And these children did not watch any video. They had no exposure to any adult playing with these toys. Okay, hold on. For the ignoring one, is it just, is it like very like acted or ignoring? Like, hmm, 
you know, no, 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 I don't see any Bobo doll. <laughs> no, bo- uh, no Bobo dolls that I know or care about. <laughs> Bobo? Who's that? Don't know the guy. <laughs> Bobo? Uh-uh. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> God damn. That's that's thinking that that's thinking the guy you left. <laughs> Got him. That's that's how things get say the episode when you God I see it. you visually laugh. <laughs> Got him. Okay, so the children watched a video of an adult either beating up the doll, ignoring the doll, or they didn't see any video at all. Okay, okay. now before they were given an opportunity to play with the doll. The experimenters did one little extra step that's never really talked about in the videos I've seen. And when I learned about it, no one, no one ever mentions this part. I found this in the original paper. Uh huh. The, ex- the, <laughs> the, the experimenters, <laughs> and I'm not sure if this is like methodologically sound. Anyways, the experimenters wanted to induce a mild level of aggression in the children to okay. ensure that the children were at least somewhat provoked to be aggressive. So, All right. how do you get how do you get children mildly aggressive? Uh, you deprive them of something. Wow, Joseph! Experimenters brought children to another room with a bunch of really cool toys. So there was like a fire engine, a train, a toy airplane, a car, a doll set, doll carriage, baby crib. It was a bunch of like really cool toys, right. and the children were told to play with the toys. But about two minutes in, right when the children started to get like really into the toys, oh, no. the, experimenter, the experimenter would come in and say, actually, these are my very best toys, and I don't let just anyone play with them. I've decided these toys are reserved for the other children. However, oh, you can still no. play with any of the other toys in this other room. Uh-huh. And then that's when the children were bought and brought into the experimental room with the Bobo doll, where they had 20 minutes to play with whatever they oh. wanted. Damn, that's cold to do that's to a kid. Cold. That's that's ice cold. They like, and it's so funny because it wasn't a set two minutes. It was in the paper. They said, whenever the experimenter saw the child start to get really into the toys, that's when they were like, actually, these are reserved for other these children. Are not- <laughs> these are these are researchers. Are like this city is gonna be super fun, guys. I got a good plan for. <laughs> I got something really cool planned out for today. You gotta yeah. check this out. So then, after the experimenters induced a mild level of aggression in the children, that's when the children were brought into the room with the Bobo doll, where they had twenty minutes to play with whatever they want. Okay, so what did they find? You could probably guess. Children that watched an adult beating the Bobo doll imitated a lot of those aggressive behaviors. Oh, no. Children both, children both physically and verbally <laughs> abused the Bobo doll. Verbally abused the Bobo doll? Yeah. So you oh, remember how Bobo the adults doll. would say, Ha, you think you're a tough guy, huh? Pow, pow, suck him in the nose. Yeah, right there. They were yeah, saying they, the Im- same they thing? They imitated that. They imitated them. Yep. So children imitated adults in all conditions even in the non-aggressive conditions children just imitate adults period wait so what happens when the kids that didn't see the bubble doll at all so in the non-aggressive conditions Mm -hmm. uh there were still some like verbal things that the uh the adults were told to say like by script i'm not sure what they were they might have been like oh like 
I like playing with this toy because it has, you know, like wings. So kids might like imitate that as well. Being like, map, oh, cool. This toy to has that. wings. Yeah. 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 Uh, so children just imitated adults, you know, in both those conditions. And they did find some gender differences. So boys were more likely to imitate physical aggression than girls. Mm-hmm. And boys were more likely to imitate aggression from a male adult model compared to a female adult model. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, so what do these results mean? Up until that point in 1961, a lot of research was focused on like reward and punishment to encourage new behaviors. Uh, this research opens up a new avenue for learning new behaviors via imitation. Mm. And... The obvious implication of this research is in the parent-child relationship. You know, a mm -hmm. child will often imitate a parent's behaviors, whether good or bad. Whether the parent's intending for them to be copied or not, right? Correct. Yep. Yeah. Children are always watching, and they see a lot more than I feel like most parents probably realize. Uh, and mm -hmm. they will copy the behaviors. Yeah. A less obvious implication is in role models in general, such as people imitating behaviors of a superhero, a TV show character, or any movie character. And the study kind of showed that children were more likely to imitate somebody of the same sex as them, which kind of mm. makes a case for having more representation in media, having mm. more positive role models in media that look like you may be very important in the behaviors that you mimic. What are you? What are your thoughts on the meth on sort of that part where they riled up the kids, where they sort of primed them before they the kids entered the room? Because that sounds yeah, that's, that's a little that's a little shaky, isn't it? That part was interesting. So I think the part that makes it okay is as long as they did that to all the children mm. in all three conditions, because what you're looking for are differences between the conditions, between mm -hmm. the group that saw the aggressive adult, the group that saw the non-aggressive adult, and then the control condition. So if as long as they're doing that to everybody, then it's fine, because if it did have an effect, if it made children slightly more provoked, then you would see that across conditions. Um, I just found it kind of funny that, like... That was I omitted? I, I don't think you needed to do that to get children to be aggressive to the bobo doll to imitate yeah. the parent the the looks, adults someone looks like someone didn't have confidence in their study huh would you say it's it's yeah. just like kind of mean almost i feel like the first experimenter like <laughs> did that <laughs> i feel like the first experimenter like did that by accident and they're uh -huh. like oh shit and then they were like, that's actually part of the study. We're improvising yeah. here. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but what people don't know in, in research, you know, just like just like improv. You come up with it on the fly. Yeah, yeah you're just yes anding the other researchers. Anything that goes wrong, <laughs> oh, that's well done. That's part of the study. You, you're a smart cookie. That's <laughs> <laughs> too much money. We can't back down now. Yeah. That's a, I just think the idea of, Someone had thought of it like, hey, you know what would be a good idea? It's when the kids are having fun, we take them away. That's stuff, just that's stuff, like, that's And just wait until the shit. children get really into it, until they're having a lot of fun, and then tell them, oh, oh these these toys are reserved. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> take a number. <laughs> the phrasing of it is not even just like, it's like, uh, yeah. no, the rationale you have to give children is like, I changed my mind. <laughs> yeah. And it's kids funny, just sort like, of have to it, accept that. 
Yeah, it's it's funny when like adults write for children. In, in movies and TV shows, you can always tell when like an adult is writing for like a kid because I'm like kids yeah. don't talk like that. Yeah. And like in, in a similar thing, like you don't have to come up with this like. Oh, these are the my very best toys that are reserved for other children. I've decided that we should go in here. Like, yeah. you could just say, "Hey, we're 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 done here. We're going into this yeah. room now." You have you have status. You're an adult. Like, and yeah. kids recognize that. You know, like you know, yeah. like I'm just four. I, what can I do to I, you? You're like a larger person yeah. with authority. Yeah, I'll beat the <laughs> shit out of you, dude. <laughs> I'm forty. All right, <laughs> dude, you're like one quarter of my size. I can fucking <laughs> just throw you down the stairs whenever I want hey, to. You see Bobo? You want to be Bobo? <laughs> watch out, kid. That was me. That was me in the video. That was me in the video. You still watched me do that to Bobo. <laughs> a, huh? Oh, you have a problem? Oh, I guess you're the Bobo now, aren't you? Huh? Oh, Bobo's got a big problem, huh? <laughs> Bobo wants to play with these toys, huh? What do we say to Bobo? Bobo, we say no, no. No, no, Bobo. <laughs> That's so not funny. <laughs> Bobo, no, no. Bobo, no, no. <laughs> That's so stupid. Only we're laughing. All right, this is the part of the episode where we talk about the follow-up research we conducted, and this episode was on imitation and representation. So this episode was about children imitating the behaviors of other adults. But imitation isn't limited to just children. Adults will also model themselves after positive role models that they've identified whether in real life or in media like TV shows or movies. So I wanted to explore what is the impact of physical resemblance on positive role modeling for fictional characters. Interesting. Mm -hmm. So if there's a fictional character that you really look up to, that you love, how much does it matter whether or not they physically look like you? To study the question of what is the impact of physical resemblance on positive role modeling for fictional characters, I asked people these questions. So first, I asked them to identify a their favorite fictitious character, especially if they consider them a positive role model. And then I asked them, how much do you look up to this character as a positive role model? And then I asked them to rate, how much do you physically look like this character? Now, first, uh, we can go over whose people's uh, favorite fictional characters were. Joseph, who's your favorite fictional character? Oh, shit. <laughs> On the fly. On the fly. This is... fuck. No, not Rick and Morty. Fuck. <laughs> not Rick Sanchez. No, that's the one I'm watching more it's recently. It's okay if it is. It's okay the if it from, is. The hot guy from Mulan. Let's get down to business. Okay. To defeat, to defeat the Han. Cool. Mine is uh, uh, Tony Soprano. <laughs> yeah, I raised you Mulan. Uh, fucking, <laughs> what a fucking prestige I mean, I TV guess show. Disney movies are cool, I guess. <laughs> Tony, Mine's Tony Soprano, head, head of the Italian, you know, mob. You know, he, he's, he's not a bad guy. He's just misunderstood. 
he's, he's an a complex character. No, he's, he's a, a complex he's, character. He's a bad uh-huh. guy you want to win, and that's what is so engrossing about him. He he mm. could do terrible things, and I'm like, well, that's just Tony. He's just trying to keep his family hey. safe. Hey, you know, he's just oh. trying to survive out here in the world. Hey, oh. <laughs> so who are other people's favorite fictional characters? There were a lot of superheroes. So a lot of people put Batman, Captain America, Iron Man, the Joker, Spider-Man, Superman, and Thanos. Thanos? Yeah. That was an interesting <laughs> one. And the Joker. I'm like, ooh. Is it Thanos ooh, okay. the, the, the snap guy? Yeah, he is. From Avengers. <laughs> yeah. No, he's he's a bad dude. He tried to kill half the universe. But he just showed up in someone's favorite positive role models. <laughs> okay. I don't want this too much to unpack. It's too then, much to unpack. And then and then they're like, yeah, my favorite fictional character is Thanos. And then the next question is, how much do you look like him? Hmm. How much do I look like Thanos? <laughs> I don't know. I've been working out a lot recently. So well, I'm pretty so I'm that's getting there. Other characters that people looked up to, I grouped this, the superheroes together, but Atticus Finch, Dr. Avrana Kern, Elizabeth Bennett, Gandalf. Harry Potter was a huge one. A lot of people oh, yeah. put Harry yeah, Potter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes sense. Hermione Granger, cool. Indiana Jones, Captain Jack Aubrey, James Bond. A lot of people put Sherlock Holmes and uh, Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> <laughs> so then people had to ask, how much do I look like Winnie the Pooh? <laughs> Wait, and the way that you presented these questions, were they like one question at a time? So yeah, they, they, they asked didn't know. one question at a time with okay. a, on a different page. So they put okay, Winnie okay. the Pooh, they clicked through, and they said, how much do you look up to this person? <laughs> Winnie the Pooh? Okay, yeah, I, I look up to Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. All right. How much do you look like him? And I'm sure, I wish I went to that person's response. I bet they put like, well, not exactly. Like just probably, probably a little bit. Yeah. All right. Like I could see people rating themselves based on the character's energy. Like, oh, I like aesthetically feel like I look oh, similar to that. I put physical resemblance, but that that is a good point that uh yeah. that we'll talk about. So, turns out turns out people look up to fictional characters that look like them. The more physical resemblance that somebody has, uh the more that they look up to them as a positive role model this was a uh, positive uh, correlation it was significant with an r of 0.23 r squared of 0.05 this was significant n of 319 we surveyed 319 people for this i forgot to mention that um so the more you look like someone the more you look up to them as a positive role model i think okay this isn't too surprising because it's not the strongest effect it's a small but significant effect size yeah 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 and this effect was present for both males and females. Okay. So in the survey, I asked people to indicate their gender. Um, and the effect, it, it, it didn't differ between between the two. So if even if, like, maybe there was a different gender, were there a lot of, like, people that identified or picked the gender of a character? Oh, that, that would have been interesting. I didn't code okay. for the gender of the fictional character. Man, that would have been such sure. a bitch. That would have spent so when, much time doing that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm not sure. <laughs> is Winnie the Pooh a dude or a chick? I don't know. I think know. Winnie the Pooh's a dude. Are you He's sure? not wearing pants. Yeah. So that would be bad for both men and women. 
I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, uh, I don't know what the rationale there was. <laughs> I don't either. Either his dick or coochie's hanging out. What? <laughs> yeah, I know. As I said, I was like, that doesn't, that, that shouldn't matter, Joseph. <laughs> If if he wasn't wearing a shirt, that would make sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm dumb. Clearly, I'm very stupid. So, yeah, yeah. People look up to fictional characters that look like them. So, what does this mean? What does it mean? So, so there are causal explanations. And uh, again, this is just a correlation. This This is. this is just a correlation. We don't know. We don't know the reasons why we're getting this correlation. We'd have to do we more studies, have, right? Yeah. We would have to do more studies. But there are potential implications that we can draw from this. Okay. The causal explanation is the first one that greater physical resemblance causes people to more greatly look up to fictional characters. And so maybe greater physical resemblance, maybe maybe that enhances a sense of identification uh, and emotional connection to the to the character. And it may provide a sense of validation and empowerment. A greater resemblance may make fictional characters feel more relevant and relatable. Another, the other causal explanation is just the opposite. Maybe looking up to fictional characters causes people to overestimate physical resemblance. Mm. So if you look up to a fictional character, that may lead people to like project themselves onto the character, including physical attributes. Maybe people are selectively paying attention to shared attributes while overlooking differences. And let's be let's be real here. Most fictional characters are pretty hot. Just gonna put that out there. They're, they're really Winnie hot, the Pooh's bangable. Favorite. Yeah. <laughs> ten out of ten would bang Winnie the Pooh. Don't know if he's a dude or a chick. Don't care. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Very open minded. He's already got the pants off. He's ready. <laughs> <laughs> He's peacocking, if anything. Hey, nice. I don't know if this is going to stay in the episode. This is what I'm actually myself cut myself. <laughs> ready to move, ready to fuck now. T- DTM, ready to move. Can't. Nobody feels too sacred. I can't. <laughs> too sacred? Bro, call me Christopher Robin, homie. <laughs> Yo, my parents didn't name me Chris for nothing, dude. <laughs> Winnie the Pooh, get on this dick. <laughs> All right. I can't, Chris. The- I can't. I lose my mind. The combination the- of those words. There's, and another- there's another explanation. Uh-huh. <laughs> And with any uh, causal analysis or correlational study, <laughs> sorry, we gotta. You need to give me a second. As with any correlational study, there's in trying to develop a causal analysis. There's also the third variable explanation. Perhaps there is a self-selection bias in that people might actively seek out characters that look like them. So people may be more likely to engage with media featuring characters who share their physical attributes. I, I could definitely attest to that point, just personally, especially with all like the Asian Morelia. I I fucking like shouted out the guy character from Mulan. I'm not even like full Chinese, but yeah. I was like, yeah, tangentially related, good enough for me. <laughs> He's Asian enough. I'm Asian <laughs> enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. So this brings me to what's known as the Scully effect. The Scully effect uh, became a thing in 1993, uh, a time when many female characters were 
kind of the sexy objects of desire that would wear skimpy clothing, and there wasn't that big of a cultural interest in STEM fields. Uh, the, the type of cultural interest in STEM that does exist in many of today's TV shows didn't exist in 1993. So the writers took a big risk when they cast Gillian Anderson to play Dana Scully in The X-Files, a medical doctor with a physics undergrad degree, extremely intelligent, rational, and courageous special agent in the FBI. Her career was her priority. She was known for her objectivity and skepticism, and she was usually the most competent one in the room. Now, keep in mind, this was pretty unheard of for a TV show back in 1993. And she kind of became a, you know, pop culture patron saint of women trying to forge a career in STEM fields. And what this did was the popularity of the X-Files and Dana Scully in the show, it created a significant uptick in a woman pursuing STEM careers. Uh, Julian Anderson even said that they would receive letters all the time from women uh, who were going into the medical or science world because of Dana Scully. Oh, wow. And yeah, since then, there have been multiple studies on the influence that Dana Scully has had on women in STEM fields. And the results are pretty clear that the Scully effect was like a very real thing for a lot of women. Right. So if so, something if you if you see someone that you want to aspire to, there's a higher chance of you wanting to become like them. Um, For sure. And it, and, it, and it opens up that realm of possibility for you. Oh, I didn't think women, you know, were like doctors mm. or surgeons or, you know, or, or law enforcement uh, things in typically male dominated fields. So when you see that role model, it's like, oh, like if she could do it, so can I, you know? All right. Uh, if you enjoyed the video, uh, you could boop the like button or subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Uh, otherwise, thank you. Bye.